Welcome to the Ice Picks. Wow. <laughs> the first annual Ice Picks. Yeah. I don't know how many more there will be. Well, I mean, we're pretty much covering all of them. No, we have so many more we could still do. I mean, we've pretty much gotten all the good ones. I don't think we missed any, like, we got Basic Instinct. We have Disclosure, Unfaithful, Indecent Proposal, Never Talk to Strangers, Fear, In the Cut. I mean, we we got all there's the still some. There's still some more that I would do. That's all there's, I'm saying. I, I would do them too. I just don't know if, you know. They need their awards? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll see. I like dressing up. I like putting lipstick on. We'll okay. have another award show. We're going to do the Tony Scott Awards. <laughs> <laughs> what would I wear to that? Oh, you can dress up like Domino Harvey. You can dress up like Kira no, Knightley and Tom. Absolutely <laughs> not, Matt. I'll dress up like Kira Knightley and, and Yeah, Domino. you actually look more like her than I do. It's, it's true. This is going to be the loosest award show. Oh, yeah. We're Rotten Rewind. We're a podcast. We only but talk tonight. about rotten movies. And for how many weeks? Eight weeks now? Nine. Nine? Nine. How pregnant could I have been? If uh, It would still be pretty little. Two, two months. You yeah, might not two, even know that you're pregnant yet. Two months too long. That's how many months we've been watching erotic thriller. We started yeah. with basic instinct and disclosure. We moved on quickly to body of evidence and jade. We did some remakes. We, and we probably both like learned something through this. My outfits have changed slightly. <laughs> I don't know what I've learned. Um, well, like who, out of all the characters, like who do you relate to the most? I kind I of, think, I kind of feel like it's the end of Burn After Reading when they're just like, "What did we learn?" And they're like, "I'm not sure." <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, definitely, if things start to go sideways in your life, like get a dog sitter, get a pet sitter to yeah, watch yeah, your yeah. animal in case something happens. Should we start yeah. with most unprepared criminal? And a lot of these films, there's some pretty unprepared criminals. Alarmingly so. A lot of these yes. people are not very good at crime, yet they somehow manage to evade capture, regardless of how absolutely stupid they are. Some of them are even bad at crime that is premeditated. Yeah, I agree. Which I think is fucked up. Yeah. Stupid. There's like one thing to be wrong, like bad at crime, and it's like heat of the moment crime, right. um, which I think Richard Gere is both of those. He, one of them is definitely more heat of the moment. Richard Gere is a, is a double dominee in this category yeah. tonight. Let's just read out the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So most unprepared criminal. <laughs> Let's see. We have Isabella Johnny in Diabolique, the remake. Yeah. We have Rebecca De Mornay as Never Talk in Never Talk to Strangers. Everybody in charge <laughs> in disclosure. <laughs> I mean, Donald Sutherland, Demi Moore. Oh, yeah, Donald. Uh, Dylan Baker. Oh. Anybody who works in the upper ranks of the company, the VR company that Michael Douglas mm-hmm. works for. And then finally, we have Richard Gere nominated back to back. We have Richard Gere as a young, <laughs> reckless criminal and breathless. And Richard Gere as a cucked husband and unfaithful who he wears mostly sweaters in that, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of sweater. Pat- yeah. sweaters. He really does a bad job. Wait, so which one do you scene. think is more, he's more unprepared for? Breathless? I think he's a little more reckless and breathless because he's just a career criminal, essentially. <laughs> Whereas right. okay, okay, he's okay. just like a white collar, boring white dude with glasses and a sweater. And he accidentally murders his wife. Well, he does. Yeah, you're right. I guess he mistress. does accidentally do it. But I mean, he really slams that snow globe into his head with purpose. Yeah, he kind of, he has a, he has a big meltdown. And then he, he doesn't clean it up very well. He doesn't clean up very well, which will lead us to another category, which is least valuable enforcer. So let's see. <laughs> Most unprepared criminal, the audience, our viewers, mm-hmm. our listeners, our fans. Listeners. The listeners have spoken. The award goes to Richard Gere and Breathless. Breathless! Yeah. Not my choice, I don't think. 
What's your choice? Tell me what your choice is. Talk to me. Diabolique. Diabolique. Because she is blatantly guilty. Because she's <laughs> yeah. She's, but she's, she's also so the least. And she's also, but also, I do feel like her crime is the most warranted mm-hmm. out of everybody's. But it's she has the had the wanted. most time to premeditate. But she does a really, really bad job not losing her ship. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that she definitely is the most obvious. I would say Richard Gere and Breathless, as far as being a criminal and kind of priding <laughs> himself in being a criminal, <laughs> is pretty awful at what he does. He, like our guest on that episode, Eli, said uh, the movie kind of does become like Grand Theft Auto, where he just really I wish I could play that version of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> All right. So Richard Gere. All right. Nice. He Some, took up you know, the first award. Oftentimes, double nominees, they cancel themselves out. This time he didn't. <laughs> he didn't cancel himself out. Oh, most unwelcome on-screen presence. There's a lot of very unwelcome presences in these films. I mean, Lots I'm of, sure that there's movies today that will look back and be like, why the fuck did we put this person in a fucking movie? Chris Pratt has definitely. I really think, yeah, I do like how much you don't like Chris Pratt, too. I really fucking hate that guy. I think well, he fucking all you sucks. Have to do is, uh, uh, stay a little fat, stay married to Anna Ferris, not get too Christian and not That's, be a dramatic actor. I'm living that life right now. It's not hard. It's I mean, not I'm hard. not Anna Ferris, but like I would. She's great. She's awesome. It's, it's like he thought that he got better than her and he never did. No. So For fucking this category, most unwelcome on-screen presence, we have William Baldwin in Sliver, Sarah Gilbert in Poison Ivy. You may know her from The View and Roseanne. Dennis Miller in both Disclosure and Never Talk to Strangers. Chaz Palamentary in and Diabolique and Jade. Eric Persullivan. Oh, the fucking kid. The little boy. Big-eared piece of shit kid and unfaithful. Bumbo piece of shit. That's right. Most unwelcome on-screen presence in the award from the audience goes to... Dennis Miller. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I voted for Sarah Gilbert, I think just because it felt so like unnecessary. I think it's like the close to a, like a movie that I wanted to be good. So I, I don't know. Right. I was in a mood. I think. But I yeah, think Dennis Miller sucks the most. Dennis Miller just is just in general very unwelcome on screen. Eric Purcell been the little boy and unfaithful. I give the benefit of the doubt for being a child, but at and the I same time. I think he's kind of like stopped acting, so. Yeah. At the same time, anytime he came on screen in that movie, I, I was, I had a very visceral reaction to him. Dennis Miller, though. The other thing is he wasn't, Dennis Miller wasn't as unwelcome for me in Never Talk to Strangers because I think the movie knows right. that he sucks and you want to kill him. And so that's how yeah. I justified it too. I almost picked William Baldwin because um, that performance is so bizarre. It's an awful performance. And it's he's bad. disgusting. I want to watch Sharon Stone fuck someone hot. Moving on to our next category, worst use of an inanimate object during sex. There are a lot of toys. There are a lot of tools being used. I don't think any of these five nominees are ever going to be used in my sex life personally. At least I hope Mm. not. There's two in particular I really hope are just never brought into my life while I'm having sex. (laughs) Starting with our first nominee. It's the ice pick in Basic Instinct, the candle wax in Body of Evidence, the nipple clamps in Body of Evidence, pantyhose on the head in Jade, and William Baldwin in Slur. Good one. That's right. I really, it's, it's the ice pick in William Baldwin that I hope never come into my my life. Yeah, like nip- three I could deal with. Yeah, nipple clamps because like they're made to fuck with. Like like literally you're supposed to use them during fuck. Yeah. So. Some people like pantyhose and like stockings. I wouldn't put it over my face. You could like 
tie me up with pantyhose. But the way that that actor, she is so beautiful and she looks. That's one of the ugliest (laughs) shots in any movie ever. It's a haunting image. You know, just being fucked from behind with her pantyhose on her head. It's really fucked up and degrading. And the audience winner is. This was pretty overwhelming. Huh. William Baldwin and Sliver. Oh, like the brown <laughs> I agree. I think William Baldwin is the worst use of an inanimate object during sex. He has absolutely <laughs> chemistry. He might as well be a robot. He is. Yeah, a, he's like a Roomba. He is like a human fuck doll. I don't know. I did. I voted for the pantyhose because it, like seeing a woman as attractive as that get like that fucked up by like one thing. Yeah. I did. I couldn't. No, I understand. I get it. I get it. I It made me cross that one off my list. Not that it was on there, <laughs> but I knew I was like, well, now or I maybe know. maybe a more opaque pantyhose would be fine. Like maybe yeah. more of a tight. I understand. Yeah. Our next category, worst use of an otherwise good actor. Oh, God. There are a lot of good actors that are horribly misused in a lot of these movies. These are our five nominees. Isabella Johnny and Diabolique who gave one of the best performances maybe ever in Possession. But I feel like she's the least known actress I agree. on this list. I agree. And I think she got the least Actor. amount of votes. So mm. Willem Dafoe, Body of Evidence. Demi Moore in Disclosure. Julianne Moore in Body of Evidence. <laughs> and Sharon Stone in Diabolique and Sliver. We have a tie. Oh, no. My God. I mean, oh, yay. The tie is between... Two actors from Body of Evidence, That's Willem right. Dafoe and Julianne Moore. Oh. My vote goes to Julianne Moore. I Me think Julianne too. Moore is just horribly, horribly wasted. <laughs> well, also because like Willem Dafoe gets a whole part that because they were yeah. my top two too. He gets a whole part. She is just like his wife who owns a restaurant. Maybe we don't know. He's very miscast. She just is given nothing to do. So yeah. she is absolutely just horribly used. But, but Sharon in both of those movies, too, especially, I don't even know which one to say especially. In one, she's almost doing cosplay of, like, herself. And then in the other one, she just super She just looks lost. Yeah. yeah. Lost, uncomfortable, just not happy to be there. And I want to say Isabella and Johnny, like, gave a good performance, maybe? She's doing the best she, she can delivered. with that part. Yeah. And yeah. then Demi, I just feel like same, like... She could win worse use of a really good actress in... Just her whole career, probably. I know. Which sucks. This category is, <laughs> holy shit, you're bad at your job? Very similar to most underprepared criminal. Yeah, but yeah, but it's their fucking job that they should be probably good at. So Willem Dafoe is a shitty attorney and body of evidence. He fucks his client that he's defending. Carrie El... How do you say his last name? Elvis? Carrie Elvis. <laughs> As a shitty journalist in the crash, literally a 16-year-old does his job better than him. Thank you. William Peter. <laughs> William Peterson as a <laughs> shitty architecture person in fear. His yeah, we're not quite like, sure what he does, but he keeps missing. He a lives lot in of a house lines. that would make you think that he invented something like Nike, but he works in architecture. Who fucking knows? Tom Scare as a shitty and very drunk newscaster in Poison Ivy. Oh, Gene, Gene Triplehorn as a shitty police psychologist in Basic Instinct. <laughs> That's the one I voted for, hands down. Because she, yeah, because she like, she is so bad at her job. She's getting in her own way. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah, trying to I help understand. someone, and she's like fucking it up harder. She, I feel like Tom yeah. Skerritt might have been good at some point, so I let him off the hook. He also seems to work for like a Fox News type of place. So yeah, he, he might has, just be absolutely. really at home there. Yeah. And then William Peterson, like, again, I didn't understand his job enough to vote either way. Yeah, Harry I wasn't Ells. quite sure what he did in it. 
I almost voted for Carrie because again, a 16 year old like out denim. And then William Defoe, kind of like same problem as Gene Triplehorn is that he they're, yeah they're the most actively fucking up his yeah, job. There's a lot of real world repercussions for what they do. The winner is and what my choice was is Carrie Elwood. What are you doing? Journalist in the crush because he's overly confident. A 16 year old writes his paper and then. Um, <laughs> I like how you're calling it a paper too. Paper. <laughs> it might as well be the way he it's wrote his report. She wrote his report for him and I think he sucks. Yeah. He and does I'm, suck. Yeah. Fuck him. Our next award. Very similar to the mm. last one. Least valuable enforcer. There are a lot of bad cops. So it's cops and detectives. Anybody who should be stopping the madness. Not and like this is them. typically done well in like a Hitchcock movie. Think about Psycho. Like he. The, right. Yeah. But, but these are all like almost like Mr. Magoo like or get smart. We're getting, we're getting a little police academy gadget. in here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the nominees are the scumbag detectives and breathless, the security guard here, David Caruso and Jade, the bumbling PI and never <laughs> to strangers who seems to just be out of breath, drinking a carton of milk and oh, yeah. just, uh, he's yelling on a phone his next move. <laughs> He yells. I'm following him to, to Boston. Yeah. Fuck, this guy's fast. This guy's all over the place. <laughs> to the point that I thought that he was doing it on purpose to throw Antonio Banderas' character off track. But no, he really is that stupid. And then I, I thought, thought he, he was going to die. Yeah, I was like, well, he should die. Yeah, he just should die. Like, he could yeah. barely probably cross the street. And the final nominee are the investigating detectives and unfaithful, one of whom literally picks up a snow globe, the murder weapon in the house, and goes, <laughs> wow, I love these things. And then they're never heard. <laughs> I do think that in the end they would solve that case. It might take a really long yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. And your audience winner is David Caruso and Jade. Who I am mean, I speaking with? Star too. You really get to see how bad he is at his job. To be honest, though, like, I, never I still don't know like what his job was. It. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know what he was trying to solve. <laughs> I don't really know what his job was. Because he finds a clue really early that would help solve the whole thing. Look, and I'm, he kind of yeah. just is like along for the ride. I don't... The moment that he gets into a high-speed pursuit and then ends up in some sort of a racist Chinese parade and they're each going two miles an hour, the fact that he does not get out of his car and run up to the other car makes him... Maybe he gets like reimbursed by the mile. I used to have a job like that. Zola right off. Sometimes I'd be like, I can circle the block for another parking spot. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I voted for the bumbling PI. I did too and I think it's because a lot of people have not seen Never Talk to Strangers because I think if you've seen Never Talk to Strangers (laughs) and you see the bumbling P.I. chugging milk, you will know (laughs) he is absolutely the worst at his job. He's awful. This one's big. Most unlikable lead. This one, this is a big award. And it's really hard. I actually forget who, no, I remember now who I voted for. Now I remember. Is it Madonna and Body of Evidence? What's her character? She just like fucks people to death. David Caruso. He fucks people to death. David Caruso and Jade. Again, I'm not sure what he does. Michael Douglas and Disclosure. It's the reverse sexual harassment mm-hmm. romp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrie Ells in The Crush or Sarah Gilbert in Poison Ivy. It was a little actually- close. It was a little close, but they, they voted for David Caruso and Jade. I don't totally understand the categories and how these things work out, but this belongs to Dennis Franz as much as me. 
So David Caruso was a How double winner tonight. I fucking hate that guy. This is the most success he's ever felt in his career. I know, I'm sure it is. He's and you a know, it, two-time right. Ice Pick Award winner in one night. He is the Alfonso Cuaron of the Ice Picks right now. He is just sweeping. <laughs> I hate you. He is, he is sweeping right now. Yeah, I you know. Terry because the movie doesn't seem to know what, actually, I guess with both of them, but I feel like. I can't remember who I voted for, but I, I want to say, yeah, it was between Carrie and, and him because Carrie Elvis is just. The movie does not want to take him to task at all. Like I actually no. think Rush, we've talked, we talked about it like almost every episode of like what a remake would look like. And I actually think he, that the crush could withstand to be remade about like a white dude. that just thinks like an average white dude that has like a blown out sense of self, but the movie doesn't know that at all. It doesn't interrogate him at all. And it just lets him completely off the hook. And right. that makes me angry. And then also it was like about a 16 year old girl, 15 year old girl. So it's hard to say between those two, but I'm going to mm, David Caruso is just so unlikable. He's just he's just not meant to be in movies. Sorry, buddy. No. And then he wasn't. <laughs> but he's on that fucking show now. I, I think he's done. I think he's retired. Okay. Uh, I don't know what he is, but he still has a pool, and I don't. Yeah, he. I mean, he's 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 set for life. Next up, worst chemistry. There's some. This pretty one was bad very chemistry. easy for me. This one there's, was very easy. There's some pretty bad chemistry in a lot of these movies. Our nominees, though. Drew Barrymore and Tom Skerritt in Poison Ivy. I think it would be really hard to have chemistry with Tom Skerritt in that movie. Yeah. Will Defoe and Madonna, Body of Evidence, David Caruso, and the camera in Jade. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Antonio Banderas and Rebecca de Mornay in Never Talk to Strangers. And William Baldwin and Sharon Stone in Sliver. It's absolutely that for me. Is that for you? Yeah. Well, our audience voted... <laughs> <laughs> and, and David Caruso is not going to be a triple Oh, he's winner. not, okay. It's I thought you were go to, No, it's going to go to Willem Dafoe and Madonna and Body of Evidence, which I think is really hard because I think those two and William Baldwin and Sharon Stone Sliver are both horrendous and absolutely think, the worst. Yeah, and I think knowing extra textually that William Baldwin and Sharon Stone didn't like each other was what sent me over the edge where it seemed like Willem Dafoe had at least nice things to say about Madonna. Yeah. It seemed, He seems like a generous guy. He seems like he would try to make you feel comfortable, probably. But that scene in the restaurant in, in Sliver just truly doesn't make sense. And I think no. it could have been, again, like not like not like top 10 best like flirt scenes ever, but yeah. it could have been effective and it was confusing. Sure. No, yeah, yeah I, I agree. But Madonna is so full of herself and I feel like I don't feel bad saying that because she has remained this way and if not like just gotten worse and worse and worse and like right. plummeted into like the cult of her own personality that it feels like she can't have chemistry with him because she is just like only thinking about herself. herself. Yeah. yeah, this is a big one. It's a this huge a big one. one. This is one of the top. This is one of the top. This ones. is a big award. This is this is a coveted award. This is I would love the whole genre is this is the foundation mm -hmm. right here. Well, if, unless like there was another category that was like worse underlying fear <laughs> yeah. in, in any of these movies, which is just like women having power, this women liking sex. The absolute best fuck. Is it Richard Gere, 
And is it Valerie Kaprinsky in Breathless, Elias Cotius and Deborah Cara Unger in Crash, Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore in Indecent Proposal, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Ruffalo. and Meg Ryan in, in the... Sorry, I, I will always do it to him. He's going to do fine. And Meg Ryan in, in the cut, Antonio Banderas and Rebecca DuMornay in Never Talk to Strangers. This one's hard for me. This wasn't hard for me, but I, apparently it was hard for the audience. It's, because... it's hard for me in the sense that, here's the thing, there's, there's two winners for me. There's like the best fuck as far as like weird scene to watch that just makes sure. like so I think that that would be crash but I will say like I actually get aroused at the one in the cut so I went for that I was like that, that is a weird sex scene that did its job it made me feel like right. a teenager again yeah, I think in the so. cut is by far the best. I think actually all these scenes are good in their own way. Breathless oh, is a yeah. crazy movie but the sex scene between them is good and the scene in crash is obviously great. obviously good the one in Indecent Proposal is the most, is probably my least favorite and the most just like but it's also soap opera but Right, but it's the only sex scene in absolute best fuck category that is between two people who are like actually love each other. Because all these other ones are there, that's not the case. That's true. So I like how that you and I are like, this one's the least hot because these people actually respect one another. Well, it's not even that. It's more just nothing, the, it, 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 it feels the most like, it's kind of shot like a tushy.com scene or a vixen scene. You're right. It is very tushy. It's very tushy. And I do think that the Antonio Banderas and Rebecca de Mornay scene is the most maybe unforgettable. It is definitely the most insane. Absolutely. But the audience, the award goes to Antonio Banderas and Rebecca de Mornay. I mean, but I will say in the cut, it's actually hot. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, also all their fucks are good. They have several good fucks and the more familiar they get with each other, the more I'm into them having sex, which I think is pretty hard. I think, I think they'll a lot love of each other soon by the end of it. I, I think there's some love around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's some love around the corner, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, look, all right, this is one that... Uh, so upsetting. It's an upsetting award, but, but it look, happened so much in these movies. We're going to be talking about the most, or the best dead pet. The Not most. the most, this is the most dead Because if it's pet. the most dead pet, I have a different answer. <laughs> yes, there is definitely one that is the most dead. <laughs> best dead pet. The nominees are... The Jane Mansfield car crash dog in Crash. The Jesus. <laughs> decapitated family dog in Fear. What is a movie that is not very violent, but when it is, it is it's violent as fuck. So nuts. <laughs> the bludgeon cat sent in the mail. It's hard to say what happened to that cat. I think the bludgeon is a really bludgeon good stab. Cat. Just it was yeah. this cat was really fucked up and never talked to strangers. And finally, the dog thrown off a high rise balcony in single white female. Every time one of these scenes happens, I instinctually uh, made Topper sit by me closer. <laughs> I just get so upset. Because, okay, here's the thing. I think that the blushing cat is like the most creative and upsetting, but I'm not a cat person, so I couldn't vote for a cat. That was that was my vote, not only because I'm uh, a person, but also I just think it's the most insane. It is. <laughs> it's it is. the most insane when you think about the fact that she killed the cat, killed her put cat, it in a box, put it in the box, <laughs> mailed it. Maybe first class. I don't know when she needed to get it. Oh, yeah, you're right. She no, she, 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 she mails it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I was like, wait, wait, Technically, wait. she mails it to herself. It goes herself. to her neighbor. And then no, her yeah. neighbor says, oh, you got her package. And she opens it up. It's her cat. So I think that is the most insane. It's the most insane. I did vote for the dog in single white. I think Buddy in single white female. The dog is featured in a lot of the movies. They take selfies with the dog. It really is used like a pawn in the best way possible. R.I.P. Buddy. Well, the audience went a different way. 
They voted for the decapitated family dog in fear, which is definitely <laughs> the most. That's my number two. Yeah, I mean, like that's definitely one ride. Like, oh fuck, this is because the you kind worst. of don't see it coming. You really don't because it doesn't feel like a movie that would do that, to be honest. Well, and it's the closest to killing the kid because, like, the dog and the kid are so closely intertwined. The kid's only part of the movie really is to love the dog mm-hmm. and then to get revenge for the dead dog. I can picture Mark Wahlberg killing an animal IRL way more than I can picture Jennifer Jason Lee ever hurting anything. But I agree. Best line of dialogue in an erotic thriller. A lot of great There's lines. so many good ones, but I feel like we knew it was these. Bit out your gum. I don't want it to go up my urethra. <laughs> Safety first. I mean, he really delivered it to a way that like, I didn't realize how funny it is until I said it. Elias Coteus. Coteus. There's so many ways we can pronounce his name in yeah. Crash. Swallow it for once in your life. Chaz Parliamentary and Diabolique. He says that to his wife at a school lunch. That's also a line that could with have been his colleagues. really any of these movies. And I would have been like, mm-hmm. I guess you're really not a Mark Wahlberg in fear. We'll also, play the clip. Yeah, okay, cool. You know, Steve, you're really not a faggot. What? I also think he would say that. Yeah. Some women give terrible blowjob. No rhythm at all. No sense of cock whatsoever. Mark Ruffalo in, in the cut. What is it? No such thing as a bad blowjob. No, you're wrong there. Some women have terrible blowjobs. No rhythm at all, no sense of cock whatsoever. And then it's a fuck house. <laughs> David Caruso and Jade. Christelle, Beluga, Wolfgang Puck. It's a fuck house. I was torn between two because it's like the one that I actually quote the most and the one that I actually think right. yes. is good dialogue. I ended up going with my heart and picking the one that I wish I wrote, which is no sense of cop. I think, yeah, that was the one that I that I had to rewind the movie for. Think about it all the time. Same, and, uh, but like in a bad way, because you don't need to have sense of cock from what I know about your personal life. I do. And it makes me upset to think about if I don't. No sense of cock whatsoever. Yeah. It's just an incredible line. And I really want to know if Jane Campion wrote it or if it was in the book. It seems like something that would not maybe be in the book, but hey, maybe it could be. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah, I definitely voted for that. The audience voted for that. Really? Um, yes. The oh, audience cool. voted for that. It's a fuck house is absolutely incredible because we <laughs> say it a lot. Because they're so good. They're, like that movie is horrible. I think one of the worst movies <laughs> in the whole series. It's such a But joke. there's like things about it that I think about. Yeah. And yeah. when he says it, it is just so incredible. And David Caruso, it's probably the best moment in his career because there's probably no better <laughs> actor to deliver that line than David Caruso. True. Just look at a Wolfgang Puck pizza in a mini fridge. <laughs> it's a fuck house. Next up, best death. There's a lot of deaths in these movies and we really could have filled this category out probably with 10 nominees. Absolutely. These were the five that we came down to. The opening ice pick kill and basic instinct. Rake to the dome, followed by a group drowning in Diabolik. <laughs> Mauled by Car and Jade. So good. Death by Stiletto in Single White Female. And Snow Globe to the Dome and Unfaithful. Dirt they Red. all made me, actually, maybe except Basic Instinct because it's at the very beginning. Like they all made me make a sound. Yeah. I mean, the one in Basic Instinct is obviously the most well known, it's pretty iconic. This one is tough. I really enjoyed the rake to Chaz Palminteri's face in Diabolique. Yeah. Unfortunately, I th- I think if that would have just been the death period, it would have been Same. better. Same. He gets back up. Gets back up, which doesn't make sense because, I mean, that rake goes really into his head. Mall by car is fun. 
It's definitely the funniest. It's the funniest. It's the funniest because it's so, especially her the first time she gets hit by the car, you can tell that mm-hmm. some sort of rope is just fleeing her off the street. It's definitely, yeah. There was no I was contact. going off of like what you had to say about the rig to the toe. That is absolutely why I voted for the stiletto because it's so unexpected. And then he does just go down and stay down. And I hate that boyfriend. He's awful. I also would say death by stiletto. And the audience said death by stiletto. So it's a great death. No! Fucking bitch! Most unforgettably bonkers scene that isn't in the movie Crash because Crash is almost an entire movie. Yeah. It's a ton of crazy scenes strung together to a point Mm -hmm. that it almost makes the resonance of them a little less intense. I love that movie. It's That's why movie. I like the... We, we did have to disqualify yeah. it, though. It just, that is it's why I like the Rosanna Arquette part, though, is because it reinvigorates how weird the whole movie is. I agree. So, is it the forced blowjob in Disclosure, the owner <laughs> of the pubic hair collection, pinned to a wall in Jade, cage fuck and never talk to strangers, the bedside blowjob in Poison and Ivy? Oh, geez. There's a woman sleeping. There is a mother woman cancer sleeping because she's been... Drug. Drugged while well, her husband gets a blowjob from their daughter's club. new best friend who is underage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Or the pantyless dinner in Sliver. They're That's all right. unforgettable, which is, I guess, why they're here. Yeah. I mean, once again, I, I, I look for me, it's the cage fuck and never talk to strangers. I think it's just an absolutely oh. insane scene I'll never forget. You know, you catch me at a different time of day and I think I could vote for any of these. I do think at the time I voted for the force blowjob in Disclosure. That's a pretty amazing scene because it's just <laughs> so devoid of human behavior that mm-hmm. you're just like, this is crazy. Like someone thinks this is it, it's yeah, it, it, it unfortunately that did not win. The winner from our audience is the owner of a pubic hair collection being pinned to a wall to look like a haunted mansion caricature. I mean, that's a great fucking pick. I think Jade is the weirdest one because I do think Jade and Body of Evidence were the two movies that I dislike the most. But Jade weirdly has all these things about it that I quote, like I quote Fuck House. That woman getting hit by the car was great. And then, yeah, obviously the pubes are great. So Yeah, I mean, it's that Joe Esterhouse touch, you know. <laughs> he really knows how to... Please. He really knows how to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, category named after Align and Jade, the best fuck house. That is the kind of cultural impact that Jade... It's a fuck house. <laughs> I mean, um, it really has on me. Like, if I ever have kids, God forbid, they will grow up knowing the term fuck house. They will grow up in a fuck house, hopefully. <laughs> That's True. how my kids are going to grow up. I'm going to raise my children in a fuck house, maybe on a fuck farm somewhere. <laughs> the nominees are Catherine Chamel's Oceanside House and Basic Instinct. It's, um, it's a really beautiful house. Definitely the one I would want to live in the most out of all the nominees. Listen, well, this next one is a boathouse, which, you know, I like. Look, it's a nice boathouse. Madonna's boathouse and body of evidence. I Elias Coteas' car and crash, which he does live in. The culturally appropriated mansion with pubic jars and jade or the cage above a sweatshop and next to a carnival (laughs) (laughs) and never talk to strangers look i I, absolutely voted for that yeah we are all in agreement audience unanimously voted for the cage above a sweatshop and next to a carnival and never talk to strangers because obviously that is the ultimate fuck house okay best cuck kevin bacon and in the cut Richard Gere and Unfaithful, Dennis Miller and Never Talk to Strangers, Chaz Palamentary and Jade, William Peterson 
in fear. Wow. I you sounded very good reading those nominees. Thank you. I am auditioning. Like I do, I do want us to actually host an award. I mean, I don't feel like we'd be worse than some, like I don't think we could ever be Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. But we would never be like James Franco and Hathaway. Ex- exactly. Yeah. We like each other. It's true. I wouldn't let you go down in flames. I know. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Thank you. Uh, um, to, for, again, this was an easy one for me. Who's your winner? Richard Gere and Unfaithful, because he's the most cuck. He is the most cuck. He is definitely... He is the most cuck. It's a movie the, about cuck. It is, <laughs> like, it is a movie about cuckdom. <laughs> cuckdomonium. It is cuckmania. <laughs> and he is the winner. He's the audience winner. He got pretty much half the vote. Richard Gere and Unfaithful. You know, this is tough for me, because he really is the, the biggest cuck. My oh heart, my God, wants, you didn't, my didn't heart wants to go with William Peterson in Fear. Because, I knew it! Because it's so much weirder. Because I think he has the most genuine reactions to it. It's such an under Stated performance that it almost reads as not really being a good performance. Almost no, it's good. I'm sorry. The look when he comes home and sees and they're having party, a swim party. A party that is a great moment in cuck history. Richard Gere is definitely the biggest cuck in that. I think William Peterson is able to portray cuck. He has a really nice <laughs> cuck arc because. <laughs> He starts off not so cuckish. He just wants to see James Taylor. And then he really just, he gets caught off guard by it. He's really, he's really like, wow, I didn't know I was a cuck. Kevin Kevin Bacon Bacon is so good. Kevin Bacon, that is actually my favorite performance out of all of these. It's it's the best performance. Absolutely. Kevin Bacon. so good. Embodies the dangerous cuck the most. Kevin Bacon is the good dangerous cuck because he's the cuck that could snap. Mm Mm-hmm. Richard Gere does snap, but like he snaps on the on the chat. And then he, he like he slow dances with his wife afterwards. Like that's all he has in it. You fucked him over and over and over. You lied to me over and over and over. Oh, this is a fun one too. Best performance. This is like a, I feel like this is like one of the best. This is an honor. It is an honor. I think this is this. We are really honoring you. I think in this in this category, we're saying we see you. This is best performance in an otherwise bad movie. Your nominees are. Isabella Johnny in Diabolique, Rebecca de Mornay in Never Talk to Strangers, Woody Harrelson in Indecent Proposal, Demi Moore in Disclosure and Indecent Proposal, and Alicia Silverstone in The Crush. This was an easy vote for me. Me too. Woody? No. Oh, God. For me, it was absolutely Woody Harrelson. Because I just think that's one of the best performances that we saw this whole series. It's a really good performance. I think Woody is always good, so it's hard for me to give it to him because I think- So are you going to vote for Alicia? Yeah. Okay. I think that Alicia was Silverstone for being a teenager in one of her first movies, at least her first lead role, where she's really villainized and asked to do some pretty insane shit. I think her chopping the lemons. Yeah. I do think the Woody Harrelson performance for me is what makes that movie almost not a bad movie anymore. I think I'm more surprised at Alicia's performance, like knowing that she was that young. She's well, the like audience agrees. The okay. audience agrees. It's Woody. He he really won too. He really overwhelmingly won that. You've been seeing him? No, I haven't. You can't stop. Stop thinking about him, can you? He won't let me. Can you, Dee? What are you doing going through my wallet anyway? I don't trust you. Well, you know what? I don't trust you either. Well, then we're even. Good. I'm glad that I got this because this is who I am. Best woman in distress. <laughs> is it <laughs> Isabella? God, she got so many nominations. Wow, and she I don't really think was. she's going to get any she of was them. A, yeah, she was kind of a stealth <sighs> nominee. <laughs> Isabella and Johnny in Diabolique. Rebecca De Mornay in Never Talk to Strangers. Bridget Fonda in Single White Female. Meg Ryan in In the Cut. Or Reese Witherspoon in Fear. 
This was a close one. The audience voted for Bridget Fonda in Single White Female. So did I. She narrowly edged out my vote, Meg Ryan in the cut. I knew you were going to vote. The, the only thing I will say is like Meg, I think especially by the ending of that movie, because Mark is handcuffed to something, she becomes a woman no longer. Like she has to save herself. Like she doesn't get out because he saves her. That's true. I mean, really. I guess Brigitte saves herself too. I guess this is more an award for best just female like, performance. woman. <laughs> Bridget Fonda really is the most in distress. She is the most typical, like, female in danger. She goes through the motions, I feel like, the most. Yeah. Like, I feel like we get so many. I think she does a good job. She does does do a good job. I think Meg Ryan just. I mean, those are my top two. Yeah, yeah. I think Meg Ryan just gives a better performance. And I think. I love Brigitte, though. She's great. She does a really good job. I I just suddenly felt sick. It was the funniest thing. I hope I'm not pregnant. This next category is for best villain. Mm. Even if the wow, this is this is again know it. Yeah, huge award. This is a big one because there are a lot of villains. Even if they're maybe really supposed to be the villain, the nominees are Michael Crichton, the writer of Disclosure, Gary I mean, Oldman yeah. as the protagonist and the crush, Dennis Miller as the nice guy and never talk to strangers, Mark Wahlberg as the new bad boy boyfriend from the wrong side of the tracks and fear, and Steven Weber as the unfaithful boyfriend and single. Wait. Mm. Again, easy vote for me. Carrie. Carrie. He sucks. He's awful. Did you vote for Michael? We have tie. Ooh. And I and it's kind of I, I I kind of am torn between those two as well. So I listen, I agree with you guys. I see you, I hear you, I agree. The winners are Carrie Elwes in the crush and Mark Wahlberg in fear, because Mark Wahlberg really is a good villain. He is a villain. Carrie Elwes is the best villain that the movie doesn't know is a villain. And it comes so close to knowing, but Mark Wahlberg is great. You should have allowed nature to take its course. In the end, it will anyway. So let me the fucking house! Oh, this is another great one. Almost the same category, but not quite. Best scumbag, right. Tom Berenger in Sliver. He's her fucking neighbor writer. Chaz Palamentary in Diabolik and Jade. Basically the same character. I'd like him to die in both movies. Mark Ruffalo in In the Cut. Tom Skerritt in Poison Ivy. Mark Wahlberg in Fear. I arguably don't know if Mark Wahlberg is a scumbag. You mean Mark Ruffalo? Wahlberg. He's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a sc- Like, his friend is a scumbag, but I don't know if Mark Wahlberg is a scumbag. See, I don't Do you know think if Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo is a scumbag that I would fuck. No, he's like the best version of scumbag. He's a scumbag who knows he's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. so I think I ended up voting for him because I think it's a great performance. I think that he's able to do something new with scumbag, but if I was just to vote on like scumbaggy, scummy, Mm-hmm. It'd probably be Tom Scarrett. Tom Scarrett is definitely the biggest scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Scarrett is, is so because he's like breaking the law. Yeah, unbelievably just drunk and fucked up and just disgusting. He's a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg is a psychopath. Mark Ruffalo is not quite a scumbag. He is a cop, so he is a scumbag. But he is. But he's, he knows that he's gross. I know I suck, but yeah, I like your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Our winner is a tie between the two marks. Mark Ruffalo. Really? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Ruffalo and Mark Wahlberg split the vote. You, know, you want me to romance you, take you to a classy restaurant, no problem. You want me to uh, be your best friend and fuck you, treat you good, lick your pussy. No problem. Ain't much I haven't done. 
The only thing I won't do is beat you up. This is another big one. Here we go. We're really getting to the top now. Okay. This is like the yeah, best. Yeah. This is like, we're into like best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into Penelope Cruz gets an award territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the stars are coming out. Best femme fatale, a big trope of the genre. Drew Barrymore in Poison Ivy. Linda Fiorentino in Jade. Jennifer Jason Lee in Single White Female. Demi Moore in Disclosure. And Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Another easy one for me. It's Sharon. It's Sharon. The audience voted overwhelmingly is. for Sharon. She is she is the best. She is the femme fatale. I mean, come on. There's no second place for me. Like, I don't even think Jennifer Jason Lee really, like, I like her performance a lot. I don't really think she's a femme fatale. No. Linda Fiorentino would be the next closest thing in Jade. And I think that Poison Ivy thinks that Drew Barrymore is. Yeah, she's. And I think that Disclosure thinks that Demi is too. But Sharon Stone, she's cognizant of her role. The movie is cognizant of what she's doing with it. It right. is the most like conscious. I agree. We all agree. It's so good. Do you use drugs, Mr. Mel? What kind of drugs? Cocaine. Have you ever fucked on cocaine, Nick? Best performance in an erotic thriller. This is very big. Oh, yeah. You get a longer speech. (laughs) Elias Coteus in Crash. Diane Lane in Unfaithful. Jennifer Jason Lee in Single White Female. Mark Ruffalo in In the Cut. Meg Ryan in the same movie In the Cut. Or Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. This is a really hard one. This is a hard one. They're all good. They're all great. Catch me. Yeah, again, catch me in a mood. I could vote for anyone. I think like my instinct wanted to go Jennifer Jason Lee because I love that movie. I champion that movie. But at the end of the day, I... I think I voted for Sharon again. Wow. Unexpected. I think it's a hard performance. And I think she's in. And again, like Jennifer Jason Lee will be here again, knowing what happened to all these people afterwards did color. So it's like Mark was like, he was out of the question for me because like, He's fucking like a darling now. Yeah. Meg Ryan had been a darling before. Diane Lane, I think great she performance. Got her, she got her Oscar nomination. She's the only one who got an Oscar exactly. nomination for this. Did you vote for Crash? Didn't you? I did oh, vote wow. for Elias Coteus and Crash. I knew it! I think that's a tricky performance to give. They're all really great, but I think that's the most unique Do performance. It. And I think it's the one that really is the one that's like the glue of the movie. Donald Turnipseed was found wandering around in the days, but basically unhurt. James Dean died of a broken neck and became immortal. I would say the same thing about Sharon Stone. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, sure, sure. And they all really are. Jennifer Jason. I think that Sharon Stone is the whole genre in that performance. She is. She really is a genre-defining performance there. And and I think that Meg Ryans is really underrated. Mark Ruffalo, I think, really walks a tightrope. And I think knowing who he is as a person and knowing the performances that will give, you know, for the next 20 years or so. And I have gone on paper being someone who thinks he's a good actor but doesn't want to fuck him. And I, like, had to eat my shoe on that. Like, he's really hot in that movie. I would fuck him in that movie, in that performance. Like, he's really fuckable. Yeah, he he doesn't often get to play parts like that. And No, I have never seen him like that before. Usually he's, like, affable and you, like, like him. And he's great. But I wanted to fuck his dirtbag brain. (laughs) He's really hot. Well, the audience voted for Jennifer Jason Lee. Good for them, honestly. Out of any of these people, like if I was to hang someone's headshot up in my room, it would absolutely be Jennifer's. So. Or Sharon's, but Jennifer's. She's great. Jennifer Jason Lee is really, that's an incredible performance in a movie that doesn't really need that performance to be incredible. It could have easily just been crazy, but she really brings a lot to it. It's a great performance. Everything I've done, I've done for you. Don't you understand that? The people you hated, I hated. People like you don't care. 
So that stupid girl in Tampa. She called my parents too. Told them all my secrets. You want to put me away, huh? I can't keep making excuses for you, Allie. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. This is an award for the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the worst erotic thrillers. It's kind of like finding a bad Woody Allen movie. There's always a worse one. There's half of them. <laughs> yes. yes. The worst of the worst. The worst erotic thriller nominees are Body of Evidence, Uli, Adele, Diabolique, Jeremiah S. Shechik, Disclosure, Barry Levinson, Jade, <laughs> William Friedkin, and Sliver, Philip Noyce. <laughs> You did a really good job at reading that one. Yeah, thank you. This one, again, I think is hard, but then I let my instinct take over and I chose Diabolique. Diabolique? Really? It took good material and it didn't, you could have just decided to do a shot by shot. You know, like you could have just done it the easy way and he just got in his own way. Yeah. And I couldn't pick Jade at the end of the day, even though I think it's horrible because... <sighs> I think about it so often and we quote it so much. Yeah, this is, this is tough Did for me. Did you pick Sliver? No, I want to say Body of Evidence because I think Body of Evidence God. is just, it commits the, the carnal erotic thriller sense of being boring. It's really boring. Boring, incoherent, a waste of good actors, just confusing. But the audience overwhelmingly voted for Sliver. What about the panties? Panties? Yes, the panties. Are you wearing the panties? Wow, we're in the top three categories. We're, yeah, of the I know. Night. This is so exciting. Holy shit. This is me, right? You gotta be. This is the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. Okay, so this is the MVP award for the best contribution to the entire genre of erotic thrillers. That's right. Such an honor to be. This here. is a Lifetime Achievement Award. Who is um, gonna take so- the stage and cry like Charlie Chaplin? Okay, so is it Joe Esterhouse from Jaden Sliver? Yeah, he also wrote <laughs> Showgirls. I mean, you know. Yeah. He did a lot. Richard Gere for, God, so much. Breathless, Final Analysis, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, and Unfaithful, just to name a few. He is shirtless as fuck. Jennifer Jason Lee for movies like In the Cut and Single White Female. Mm-hmm. Adrian Lynn for movies like Fiddle Attraction, Indecent Proposal, Unfaithful. Unfortunately, I think he tries to make Lolita into yeah. an erotic thriller. Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, Diabali, Sliver, and so on and so forth. Paul Verhoeven for Basic Instinct, The Fourth Man, Showgirls, again, etc. He's done a This lot. one was very hard for me. This is tough. Well, I took Richard Gere out right away. Okay. Yeah, I think that Joe Esterhaus definitely has contributed a lot to the genre. So much. We did forget to mention he did write Basic Instinct. I mean, come on. And Adrian Lin probably really set the blueprint for the genre. True. Yeah, to me, he it was, was the between trailblazer. The two, it was between the two directors. Interesting. It was between Adrian Lin and Paul Verhoeven. Mm-hmm. Who was who who's your winner? Paul. Because Paul's it, great. Yeah. Honestly, just because I didn't think that Basic Instinct like just so emblematic of it. Like, I think you're right that. Fatal Attraction is the first, but I think that Basic Instinct is probably the most like watched and beloved. Sure. And then it also like gave other, because it, it, then it becomes a home for people like Sharon Stone and Joe Esterhaus too. Like it was sure. like in that one thing, it housed so many of the things that I was combating. So I voted for Paul. I was torn between Sharon Stone and Paul Verhoeven because I love Paul Verhoeven. He's one of my favorite directors, but I think that at the end of the day, my heart had to Sharon go with Sharon Stone and the audience. And the winner is Sharon Stone. 
thank you all very, very much for this incredible honor. I'm stunned and overwhelmed. Thank you. This is our penultimate category of the night. This is the best director category, technically. We have 10 nominees for this one. This is for best fresh erotic thriller. These are movies that we could not talk about on the podcast. I have no idea what's going to win. Because they're fresh. Our nominees are Body Double, Great. Ryan De Palma, Body Heat, Lawrence <laughs> Kasdan, Bound, Lillian Lana Wachowski. So good. Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick, Fatal Attraction, Adrian Lin, Gone Girl, David Fincher, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, Richard Brooks, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch, Play Misty for Me, Clint Eastwood, and Wild Things, John McNaughton. Wow. This is hard because it's like, I ended up just voting for my favorite movie of the bunch, but it is like... I figured you would. Yeah, I feel like that was like bait for me. So I pick on Girl. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. I think it would make my top 10 favorite personal movies. I love it. I can watch it any day of the week. Like, because I also think that it plays with the genre better than people give it credit for, even. Like, I think right. that movie is so, because at every point that you could criticize it for being sexist or misogynistic, I think you could also make it a commentary on both of those things. I think it's his best movie. And I know, and I also really love, I love a lot of his movies. I think that Zodiac and Fight Club are up there too i think those are two and three but i think that gone girl for me is his best movie and i fucking love it no it gets better every time i see it i really come around to it in a big way and i mean zodiac will always be my number one friend but yeah gone girl's definitely but i do think the wild things is i think wild things body heat and body double and bound those are the most i think that there's something about all of those movies that are exactly like they're almost like exactly like the movies that we just watched and there's really nothing that differentiates them Yeah. besides well, like for some reason they're fresh. I think you could also add the hand that rocks a cradle to that list. Sure. Yeah. Hand that rocks a cradle and, and wild things are ones that are barely fresh. Barely uh, fresh. Wild things. I was really surprised by not because I don't like it. I love wild things. Another one. You I, love wild things. I swear not a month goes by where you don't text me. I wish wild things wasn't fresh. I really wish it. I just, <laughs> you text, yeah. I'm like, it I know. shouldn't be fresh. It really, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. It should be rotten. <laughs> so yeah, this was tough because I think that in some ways Mulholland Drive is probably the least erotic thriller, but it definitely just... It traffics. It traffics. I think Eyes Wide Shut is going to win though. So I think Eyes Wide Shut would be my vote. It so it hard. was your vote. <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut... W- it would be because it is. Yeah, no, 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 it's tough. Yeah, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut is the one that I would go for. I, I, do you like Eyes Wide Shut better than Gone Girl? I do. Because I, I, but I think that like, okay, but like, I think Eyes Wide Shut, Gone Girl and In the Cut are all dissections of the genre in their Mm -hmm. own way. And so they're one. I think Mulholland Drive too. Sure. Yeah. 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 And so we do have a three-way tie again. Oh shit. (sighs) So a three-way tie between Eyes Wide Shut, Gone Girl and Mulholland Drive. I mean, because I, I do think those are like the prestige picks. So technically you know? it would go to Mulholland Drive if you excluded you and I. The audience would go. How would Mulholland. you ever? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so technically okay. it still would be a three-way tie because the audience would go for Mulholland Drive. You would go for Gone Girl and mm-hmm. I would go for Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, God. I'm the cunt you married. The only time you liked yourself was when you were trying to be someone this cunt might like. I'm not a quitter. I've killed for you. Who else can say that? You think you'd be happy with a nice Midwestern girl? No way, baby. I'm it. Look, you're delusional. I mean, you're insane. Why would you even want this? Yes, I loved you. And then all we did was resent each other and try to control each other. 
and cause each other pain. That's marriage. We have one more category. Best picture. This is of the it. movies that we covered, which oh. were again like, like we did do cream of the crop. Yeah, kind this of. is the best rotten erotic thriller and there's only five because really you can't do some death. of them are just <laughs> yeah because i think even one of them is like a filler but oh okay so I, i'm gonna ask you what i think i know so is it basic instinct 1992 paul verhoeven yeah. crash 1996 david cronenberg fear 1996 james foley in the cut 2003 Jane Campion or single white female 1992 Barbette Schroeder. I think that you and I have it. I think that this is very obvious for both of us. So what's your one that's like on the cusp? I like, I think it's fear. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. And I don't think fear is bad. It would be like, it would be like the queen. When the oh, queen good one. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. Okay. I guess that's there. Now I actually don't know what you're going to do. Cause I know that the movie that you probably have like the most sort of affection for is in the cut. I have the most sort of affection for a single white female, Yeah. but I pick basic instinct. I do think that basic instinct is the best erotic thriller. <laughs> well, that was a well, category. No, no I know, so but no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is the best. It is the best. Literally, uh, you read the name of the category with a different inflection, with a question is, mark at the end. No, 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 no. It is the best representation of the genre. I think In the Cut is the best movie. Okay. But I, I actually think I like basic instinct slightly more i wouldn't love in the cut if it wasn't for like what set at the stage and basic instinct is able to do both at the same time no i get that I but you voted for it. in the cut i uh my vote would go to in the cut because i think in the cut you are just like such a fucking nerd bitch i think in the cut it's interesting because basic instinct is the best straight up representation of the genre if you were to be like this is an erotic thriller you would show them basic instinct first i think but i voted for basic instinct well guess what it won. <laughs> so did the audience. I mean, yeah. I think we knew Basic Instinct. It's, it's like when Titanic won. There was nothing stopping it. There's not going to be a moonlight here. In the cut's not going to pull a moonlight. What do you think second place went to? Crash. Yeah, good job. Where wait, wait, wait. You didn't answer my question at the beginning of the show. Like, is there a, like a heroine or hero that you, or like a synthesis of two or three that you feel like that is you? Did I, I feel like with? I, because mm-hmm, I feel like I am in between Meg Ryan and in the cut, Sharon Stone and Sliver, and Jennifer Jason Lee, most of all in Single White Female. I relate so much to that bad guy where she just like, she's codependent. Sure. She's, but she's like, lo- she's loyal, codependent. She looks out for her friends. And then like Meg Ryan and Sharon in sliver we both go on we all go on dates and like disclose our age early on in case anyone thinks that we're young still we're like hey just so you know i'm not young anymore you're gonna say mark i mean i no because i don't i don't know who i identify with in these movies yeah i mean i i guess i identify with the way he fucks the most yeah i was gonna say i feel like watching him fuck i was like okay that's good representation yeah i mean really (laughs) i'd probably be uh who's the nice friend in fear who gets his neck snapped Oh, Gary. Gary. I mean, really, I'd probably be Gary. And <laughs> again, I wouldn't be that much of a like, that's what I mean. Like when I was a teenager, I probably would have been Gary. I probably would have been like, oh my, like I probably would have got my neck snap in the woods mm-hmm. by my friend's crazy boyfriend. But you're Harrington Stanton. <laughs> I mean, fuck, I might be. Or maybe a Julianne Moore. I think you I'd just work at a restaurant cool. and you're like, bitch, why are you cheating on me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I could be that. Uh, I'm not Antonio Banderas. I can tell you that much. I'd maybe be Carrie 
Elvis, like the good version of him, like a guy who's right. a writer who moves yeah, into yeah, a yeah. house and is like, oh, fuck, this, my neighbor's daughter's trying to fuck hot. me out. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I guess I would probably be like too nice and be like, oh, you seem really great, <laughs> even though you're a child. <laughs> I'd probably try to let her down easy. But then at a certain point, I would stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that is It the depends most, on like, what day you catch me. You know what I mean? Some that's the most relatable, Gary, like, dude character. Like, the good thing about this yeah. genre is that I think that even when they're like the bad guys in quotation, well, they are the like the villains of a movie. Yeah. Like the girls still get like a lot of wingspan where the dudes kind of don't. Like even if they're supposed to be like your hero, they don't get that much wingspan. So no. that's nice. Depending on the day, I think I could be Gary when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a little bit of Carrie in my early 20s. And then I, I drift into, you know, Ruffalo territory. And then I think we're both knows? a little Kathy Bates and Diabolique too. Like, yeah. why are we here? Want to know but that? Who knows? Maybe when I'm 60, I'll be fucking Richard Gere. Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, that's a good point. I that might is a kill good point, the guy actually. fucking my wife with a snow globe. I oh. might have a meltdown and just see red. That's a good point. You just don't know. And, and like, I feel bad about that. I could never be Sharon in basic instinct. Like, I wish I could say oh, that yeah. I had some of that in me, but I'm just like, not. That. I think, you know what? I have a little Jennifer Jason Lee in Single White Female. I think we both do. Yeah, I, I think we both absolutely do. Actually, maybe yeah. both of those characters in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I get a little bit of both because I wouldn't kill a dog. but I wouldn't kill a dog, but I do want someone to constantly tell me that I'm doing a good job, which I think, kind of think all Hetty really wants is yeah. affirmation. And it's just taken, obviously, to the umpteenth degree. But that is a villain that I love the most. Yeah, I, I might put a stiletto through someone's eye. It be fun it'd be fun to try it'd be memorable and i think you could definitely be like oh i didn't mean to <laughs> it was yeah. a stiletto yeah it was my shoe i wish i was alias coteus and crash i mean really yeah i, I think wish you wish you were me. alias coteus i think i wish i was sharon stone and basic instinct but like neither one of us are that cool unfortunately no thanks for joining us tonight on this whole journey on this Not journey just tonight the last nine weeks Nine weeks. Thank you so much. That's right. We are going to like really fucking break the chain next week. We're going into, again, just rotten movies. These are two rotten rom-coms. I couldn't be more excited. Rom-com is kind of my fetish. Like, it is, the rom-com is the genre that I this like champion the, the most that I like the most. I'm yeah. really excited to do both of these movies. We're going to do 2018 second act starring Jennifer Lopez and Leah Remini. Give Leah a little shout out. All right. You know what? I So I have already rewatched that movie for next week and I will say, maybe she's the third lead, She's really memorable in it. So we're doing workplace rom-coms, office rom-coms kind of. So second act, Jennifer Lopez, vehicle. And then just another like movie that is just miserably rotten because it is absolutely great. Boomerang starring Eddie Murphy, Murphy, father of 10 kids, cool person from what (laughs) I like. I just think that's dope. We have my friend that lives here. Andrea Tolbert is going to come on for that. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. Rate us. Do it as Mark Wahlberg. Oh, ask them to review us as Mark Wahlberg. Just go ahead and write us a review. (laughs) Thank you. Listen, we'll be we'll be whatever you want here, Rod and Rewind. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want us to be your best friend, your favorite <laughs> podcast, like your pussy. Right? No problem. There are many things we haven't done here. No. <laughs> it's just a part of me now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into the awards. Christelle, Beluga, Wolfgang Puck. It's a fuckhouse. Get a life.